This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Second Sunday of Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Many signs and wonders were done among the people at the hands of the apostles. Now they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the others dared to join them, but the people esteemed them. Yet more than ever believers in the Lord, great numbers of men and women were added to them. Thus they even carried the sick into the streets and laid them in cots and mats, so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on one or another of them. A large number of people came from the towns in the vicinity of Jerusalem, also gathered, bringing the sick and those disturbed by unclean spirits, and they were all cured. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love is everlasting. Let the house of Israel say, His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, His mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love is everlasting. I was hard-pressed and was falling, but the Lord helped me. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the just. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love is everlasting. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love is everlasting. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, your brother, who share with you the distress, the kingdom, and the endurance we have in Jesus, found myself on the island called Patmos, because I proclaimed God's word and gave testimony to Jesus. I was caught up in spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a voice as loud as a trumpet which said, Write on a scroll what you see. Then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me, and when I turned I saw seven gold lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands one like a son of man, wearing an ankle-length robe with a gold sash around his chest. When I caught sight of him, I fell down at his feet as though dead. He touched me with his right hand and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the one who lives. Once I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to death and the netherworld. Write down, therefore, what you have seen and what is happening and what will happen afterwards. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. 
On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, and see my hands, and bring your hand, and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. To you, Carla, and to all of our listeners, happy Easter season. Yes, happy right? Easter. A yes, 50 indeed. A 50-day celebration to Pentecost. Please keep your Easter candle lit because we are in a time of great grace. And in fact, we celebrate uh, this Sunday a beautiful feast called Divine Mercy Sunday. Yeah, Divine Mercy Sunday is a relatively new devotion which began through the private revelations of our Lord to Sister Faustina Kowalska back in 1931. And she was canonized on April the 30th, 2000, by Saint Pope John Paul II. On Good Friday of the year 1937, Jesus asked Sister Faustina to make a special novena before the Feast of Mercy from Good Friday through the following Saturday. Jesus also told Sister Faustina to paint an image in the likeness as he appeared to her with the words, Jesus, I trust in you. And he gave her what is known today as the Chaplet of the Divine Mercy with the instructions that it was appropriate to pray the chaplet at three o'clock each afternoon, the hour of great mercy. And we see from the notebooks of St. Faustina, Jesus made the following statements about this day. On that day, the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon these souls who approach the fount of my mercy. The soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. On that day, all the divine floodgates through which grace flow are opened. 
Let no soul fear to draw near to me, even though his sins may be as scarlet. My mercy is so great that no mind, be it man or of angel, will be able to fathom it throughout all eternity. What a beautiful writing that the Lord gave in that private revelation. Yes, it is. And, and it made me think a little bit about this divine mercy, mercy. I mean, think about the word mercy. And, and of course, I think then we have the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. And I and I, sometimes, you know, when I started thinking about this, I thought, well, those are really just, they're acts of love and kindness. And then I kind of caught myself and I said, well, wait a second. They, they certainly are, but kindness and mercy are actually two different words with two different meanings. So I, I wanted to spend just a little bit of time on really the beauty of mercy, that word and what it really means. And if I start with kindness, I would just say that that's the quality of being friendly or generous or considerate to, to somebody. Uh, but mercy is different. And I'm going to kind of do this as a, a Q&A or a question and an answer sort of format. So what do you think mercy means? And I would say that's compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish. And why do you think you would ask someone to show you mercy? It's because you've wronged them in some fashion. Well, what do you think you really deserve? The answer would be justice. <laughs> and of course, justice means fair and objective treatment regardless of who you are. And so then the reality is that you've wronged someone you deserve justice, but you ask for mercy. So mercy can only be understood in terms of justice. And to me, when you think about it in that way, that makes asking God for mercy much more meaningful. You know, mercy doesn't mean that you just set justice aside, but mercy means that you're given a grace by someone in whom you've wronged. And, and I just really love that that idea of what mercy really is. And that's just a scratch on the beauty of Christ's mercy as we celebrate it today. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, let's start with some of the readings today. We, of course, are reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Okay. And in, in this first reading, we hear about miraculous healings that occurred when Peter's shadow fell on people. And if we go back a little further into the books of or the, uh, the book of Acts in chapter 19, we will hear how Paul's handkerchiefs and his aprons were also used to heal the sick. Items that belong to the saints, including their bodies, are called relics. Throughout the centuries, there have been countless miracles associated with the use of relics. Now, it's important to develop a working knowledge about blessed objects such as scapulars, holy water, blessed candles, and Catholic relics so we don't confuse them with objects used to cast spells in witchcraft and Satan worship. And it's important to not think of the blessed objects as if they were some type of a lucky charm. Relics are simply inanimate material items and they have no power in and of themselves there's nothing magical about a piece of cloth miraculous cures and other miraculous events happen solely by the power of god and are associated oftentimes with the saints to whom the relics are related and they act as powerful intercessors and sometimes it's through their intercession that our petitions are granted yeah exactly and you talk about how really that power of the holy spirit comes from god really that's what we see in that first line of the acts of the apostles today how signs and wonders were done among the people at the hands of the apostles. And that made me think about 
um, the power of touch, right? Because he specifically said at the hands of the apostles. And just to kind of give maybe a, a deepening meaning to that, you of course have a more of a superficial level of touch, kind of at the business level. You've heard the term, oh, he's got a personal touch, right? The customer feels valued. Um, more at a personal level, you might have the power of touch from a holding of hands or a hug that tells someone that you are loved, you're cared for, you're important. And I think beautiful at this religious level here, uh, we see the holy orders conveying authority. Remember the power of the apostles bound through the bishops. We see physical and spiritual healing, which we see in the reading today, that Holy Spirit intercession. How beautiful and important that is to the power of touch. And we have to remember that when touch is used for physical violence or for hurtful purposes, it violates the purpose of that touch. So how important it is to use that power of touch appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. With the second reading today, this comes from the book of Revelation. We actually have multiple weeks in this book, and I really just wanted to focus on three words here, the distress, the kingdom, and the endurance. We have the distress, Christian persecution, um, John's personal exile, all that was true back then and indeed is uh, prevalent today. But through that distress, we seek the kingdom, and that's a focus point. Our desire to be united with Christ for eternity, and because we seek that kingdom, that's why we learn to build endurance. That strength and that persistence will be needed, not only for him to, for John back then, but also for our world today. How indeed. important that is. Yes, indeed. Well, let's close up with the gospel. We have the gospel according to John and Thomas today, don't we? <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, like Thomas... Uh, there are people in this world that just need to see Jesus for themselves. You know, they need to be able to put their fingers into the wounds of his hands in order to believe that it's true, that Jesus really did rise from the dead. And, you know, sometimes we're called to make Christ present to others in a very real and practical way. And the church is the living, breathing, mystical body of Christ. And we need to be visible in the world, to be witnesses of the truth to those who doubt. And we need to do this in a practical, everyday sense. For some, it might be a selfless act of kindness to a coworker. Yeah, you know, even a coworker who's difficult to like. And for others, it might be rolling up our sleeves to work at a homeless shelter or a soup kitchen, or maybe even just something as simple as taking the time to listen to somebody who just needs a friend. Amen. Alleluia. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.